0: I want to preach a message I, I've preached before. It's not going to be the first time. I ask people how long it's been, but there's some new things I want to teach on it. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit tonight. We've been talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I want you to see some scriptures tonight. We have new people coming in all the time, and I want you to see in the scriptures how important it is that we are full of the Holy Spirit, okay, full of the Holy Spirit. How many understand that Jesus, when he was on this earth, he was God in the flesh He did miracles, He did signs, He did wonders, He died for us, and then He left. Amen? He went into heaven, He ascended into heaven, but before He left, He said these words in Mark 16. He said, verse 15, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he who believes and is baptized, it will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. I almost wanted to chase a rabbit there, but I'm not going to. That sounds like free will. And these signs shall follow those who believe. Okay, signs. What are signs? Miracles. Amen. Signs and wonders. Things that we cannot do in our own strength. How many understand that? He says, These signs shall follow who? Those who what? Believe. Watch this. In my name. In the name of Jesus. Say Jesus. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. I want you to underline that if you have your Bible because that's part of what I want you to see. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will, what Brenda did at the, at the gym, lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Amen. That is Mark 16, and these are Jesus' last words before he left. Okay? Okay? How many with me so far? We'll do a little bit of teaching tonight. So in Mark 16, he's he's leaving. God the the Father was very evident and visible in the Old Testament, right? Jesus comes along, becomes that, that Old Testament fulfilled in the New Testament. And now today in 2013, we're living in the third part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is on the earth. We don't see Jesus physically. We don't touch his hands like Doubting Thomas did. Amen. We have the Holy Spirit. How many believers today are not walking in the fullness of what God has for their life? Amen. Half a tank is not as good as a full tank. Amen. Air conditioning is much better than having the windows down. Amen. So we're going to get into this tonight real quick. And I want to show you some scriptures. And I want everybody in this church to understand that Paul said, I wish that everyone would speak in tongues... And prophesy. That's what he said to the church. Now, I want you to understand as we go on, there's a lot of stereotypes, there's a lot of thoughts, there's a lot of ideas that the world has about speaking in tongues, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. It divides big time the church because many people believe that it's not for us today. But I want you to see that we're looking at these scriptures that shows that Jesus' very last words were that we would go and that these signs would follow those that went and one of the signs is that we would speak in new tongues I'm going to follow me so far and I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit as he speaks to me but I'm which way to go because this is a message I don't need notes for I understand a lot of scriptures that I've studied out over the years to show this to you because I know there's all kinds of different people some have never heard of it some don't believe some believe and don't have it some have it and need more All kinds of people represented in this church But Paul said I wish that all would speak in tongues And prophesy Amen It's a gift for everybody It's something that God wants for everybody Now whether we want it or not is different But God wants it for us Okay So as we begin to get into this I want to tell you a quick story To show you how powerful And I just want to throw something out for you Hopefully you're taking notes This is a great message to take notes on Listen to this What I'm going to say The evidence of of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is that you will speak in tongues. Okay? That's the evidence. And I'm going to show you right here in the Bible that that's the case. The evidence that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit is that you speak in tongues. There was a story of a man. Some people go, well, I don't really want to do that. You don't have to. You don't have to speak in tongues. I don't have to speak in tongues. You get to speak in tongues. Amen. It's a blessing. It's an opportunity. Some of y'all look at me like a big old eye. Your eyes are like this right now. Don't freak out. Amen. Holy Spirit's good. Amen. One time there was a an, a missionary in Africa. Some of you've heard this story. Some of you haven't. And this man's in Africa and he's serving as a missionary. And there's tribes over there. And this these these tribes grab this man and they 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 kidnap him and this is where there's still cannibalism going on, where they eat people. They grabbed this missionary who was preaching Jesus. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He was doing a great work for God. They kidnapped him, and they took him to their tribe. They had him tied up and locked up, and what they were going to do is they were going to boil him alive, and they were going to eat him. Cannibalism. Sounds crazy? It exists. Okay? I didn't make this up. They've got him tied up, They've got him ready to, to they got the big pot, they're gonna drop him in there alive, they're gonna boil him, cook him, and eat him. So they get him out there where the big ceremonies going on. I've never ever seen even a little bit of that stuff, that those ceremonies that go on, African ceremonies, not just Africa, but all kinds of stuff go on in different countries, rituals, and they grab him and and they and they're pulling him out to get him to put him in there and boil him. When he gets out there to get boiled, he's he's scared because hey, that's normal. Amen. He's thinking, I don't know, how's this going to feel? Amen. And so they're about to put him in. Something comes upon him, and he says, I, got, I don't know how, what else to do. He says, I'm going to pray. He starts praying in the spirit. He starts praying in tongues, not in his native language. He, God told him, speak in tongues. He began to pray in tongues and out loud. And all of a sudden, as he began to pray in tongues, church, people began to run away from him. People were running in all kinds of different directions. They were running all over the place till there was hardly anybody left. They let him untied and said, get out of here. They signed to him, get out of here. And he ran, amen. He didn't have to, he wasn't gonna be told twice. And he was gone. Time passed, he's downtown in the city he's at. I'd have to look again. I really didn't get to remember where, where this story was. I told it before, it doesn't really matter. He's downtown walking, and on the other side of the road, he sees a man from the tribe that tried to boil him alive. He never knew why they let him go. He never understood. He knew it was God. He knew it was a miracle. Amen, that'd be enough. But curiosity killed the coot. Amen. He says, I got to know what in the world they let me go for. He gets over to that man, stops him, gets an interpreter, asks him what, what happened, why did you let me go? He says, when you began to speak in tongues, you be, or it's not, he didn't say speak in tongues, when you began to speak, you began to speak our language perfectly. And as you spoke our language, you were telling us what your God was going to do to us if we put you in that bowl and boiled you. That's a true story. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. You can say, oh, that's hogwash, that's made up. Well, I, it's the truth. And that's just one of a lot of stories I've heard in my life. Amen. I might not have had the bowling part go on, but I can tell you that the power of the Holy Spirit has saved my life a lot of times. Amen. Maybe you're here, you've never heard of it. Maybe you're here, you've never been baptized, you want to. Maybe you're here, you've been baptized, you've stopped using it. Maybe you've been here, you're here and you've been baptized, you're full of the Spirit, but tonight you want to be more full of the Holy Spirit. I think that we under, need to understand this so that the gifts that we're talking about can begin to flow. But we can't, be, we can't walk in these gifts until we get the fullness of God. Okay, now watch this. I'm going to take you through the scriptures. How many would agree with me right now? And if you don't, we talk after church. You don't have to embarrass yourself that Jesus said, go and preach the gospel. And then when he said go, he said, these things are going to happen for those who believe, which means the only thing you have to have to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and convert and accept him into your heart. Amen. Okay, is everybody with me? And so here's the thing. Go to Luke 24. Watch this real quick. while we're getting there, I want to tell you, I want to testify. I was waiting for Pastor Patterson to get back to me, but he didn't get back to me today. Uh, we, we, I preached for him. He's the, he's the other church in Colorado Springs on the north end. I preached this message Saturday night. I don't know anybody in their church, I don't accept I don't them and their kids. I, I preached this message, and I asked who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the altar was full. Ten, ten people came forward, I think, that wanted the baptism. I began to pray for people, and boom, 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 boom. They all got it. All of them. I don't know of anybody that didn't get it that night. Filled with the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Patterson told me later that of two guys. One guy has been saved for 30 years and has been praying for the baptism and has not been able to get it. Another person in his praise team has been on that praise team for eight years. He's been seeking the baptism. Both those men got it that night and spoke in tongues and were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen? God be the glory. But the reason is, is because we can see in these scriptures that it's for today and it's for us. Okay? Luke 24 Mark 16 was one account of a disciple. This is what Jesus said. Here's another thing Jesus said. Verse 46. It was written, it's written, sorry, it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Watch this. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, sounds familiar, Mark 16, beginning at Jerusalem. Look at your Bibles. I really want you to see this tonight. I want you to see the scriptures. And you are witnesses of these things. Now watch this verse. Behold, I send the promise. What's the promise? The comforter. Who's the comforter? The Holy Spirit. Okay? He says, I'm going to send the promise of my Father. Okay, so you see God the Father speaking to God the Son. And now God the Son is talking about God the Holy Spirit. All those people that don't believe in the Trinity, that's another rabbit I just chased. Okay, that was free. Did you all lose that? Did that go over your head? Okay. Behold, I send the promise of my Father. And I want you to underline this in your Bible. And I want you to note the words we're about to say, upon you. This is very important. Because when we accept Jesus Christ, I want you to realize what our visual is. When we accept Jesus Christ in our hearts, we understand that he comes in. Okay, he says he knocks on the doors of our heart. We we see he comes into our lives. This baptism of the Holy Spirit is not Jesus coming in. This is the Holy Spirit coming upon us. Okay? Upon us. And we see this in the Bible. Jesus Christ himself. Why do we get baptized? Because Jesus got baptized in water. And Jesus was being baptized by John the Baptist. He said, I'm not even worthy to tie your shoes. I'm not baptizing you. Jesus says, yes, you are. We need to do this so that it will be fulfilled. John the Baptist baptizes Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ comes up out of the water. If you know the story, when he comes up out of the water, the Bible says the heavens open up. And what happens? A dove comes down. A dove is the symbol of the Bible of the Holy Spirit. That dove comes down upon Jesus. If Jesus needs the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit. And it came upon him, and God said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And he went into the ministry from there. Went into the wilderness, began to be tempted. But you notice he got the, he got the, full, of the full of the Holy Spirit first. For, he didn't need it he's God I'm trying to understand that he did it for us so we would need it he says well Jesus didn't have it I don't need it that's the attitude people somehow he, he did he had it and he needed it okay because he was in the flesh he was a man God as a man how many of you have realized as a person you've been trying to do things on your own strength way too long how many have ever had some problems because you've tried to do things on your own I'd lift the other one if I could I don't have a wireless foot Amen. We've all made some big mistakes. So here's the thing. Jesus says, now, I want you to go. I want you to preach. These signs are going to follow. But he says, before you do that, you need something you don't have. This is very important. He says, I want you to go, and I want you to tarry. What does the word tarry mean? Wait. What does the Bible say? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He says, wait. One of the reasons that God doesn't move the way we want him to move today is because we have a watch and we're in a hurry. And we want God to move in 15 minutes. How many have ever put coffee in the microwave or something, put it on 30 seconds, and after 15, you're pacing? (laughs) I mean, you're waiting for that 30 seconds to go up. Well, that's, that's that's how we are. So we come to the altar, and we say, oh, God, I want you to fix everything right now. I'm going to give you two minutes. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, God, help me, help me. Okay, it didn't work. And we leave. Terry means wait. Seek. Go after. Pursue. Now, we're not pursuing the gift. We're pursuing the giver. We're not pursuing the baptism. We're not pursuing tongues. We're pursuing, pursuing the giver. And he gives us those things. But the tongues is an evidence. Evidence that I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Following me? Okay. So we see here in Luke 24, he says, go and wait. Watch. In the city of Jerusalem till you're endued with power from on high. Now, who is he talking to? Shout it out. Before us, who is he talking to right here? The disciples, right? The ones who walked with him, right? Right? People who saw the miracles. If, it, let me ask you a question. If they needed the Holy Spirit, how do we not? Right. I, I haven't seen Jesus do a miracle physically. I didn't see him raise up a paralytic. They needed the Holy Spirit. How much more do I need the Holy Spirit? Amen. He's telling the disciples who are already saved, already have faith, already done all these amazing he's telling them I need you now because I'm leaving to go wait for the promise and the only way listen the only way I'm going to get this gospel out is through the power of the Holy Spirit and you're not going to do anything without my power but it's not by might it's not by power but it's by my spirit says the Lord following me so we if they needed it we need it so he goes He says go wait in the upper room the upper room was a room. You could consider it was upper, upstairs, okay? But the theologians will tell you that those men and women went into that place for 10 days. They were in that room praying for 10 days. How many know that just eliminated 90% of the Christians in the world Amen. that won't wait, won't seek? I'm just giving an example, okay? Now, I want, I want, this is the most important thing, probably of the whole message. Today, when I say church world, you know I mean just believers, the body of Christ, all around the world, amen? People today say, many people say, that these signs and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and miracles, signs and wonders, and especially speaking in tongues of being baptized in the Holy Spirit was not, is not for us. It was for them, and it died with the apostles. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand that, if you've heard that. That's a fact. That's preached. If people don't preach that 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 you should have the Holy Spirit, they don't. They preach against it, or they don't preach about it. How can you seek something that you don't know about? And I'm going to show you that in the scriptures in a second. So he's preaching, or he's telling them to go and he listen. I want someone to shout out the number tonight, if you know it. Jesus appeared to more than 500 people, okay, at one time. That's a fact. He appeared to them at one time. And when he spoke to them, he's speaking these words, okay. It doesn't say there that he just said this to his disciples. Amen. He says it to everybody, and you're going to see that as the scriptures begin to go on. Why, now, now here's another thing, you can read this later in time, don't look at it now, t- you can go back to that, it's in Acts, right there in chapter 1 or 2, it says, I think it's chapter 1, it actually says how many people were in the upper room, throughout the number if you know it, 120 people, question, Jesus said that to over 500 people, how many went, 120, where'd the other 380 go, to eat, to work life why didn't they all go I don't know I don't know but it's like today why isn't everybody full of the Holy Spirit now everybody wants it and who knows if 300 of the 500 went to the upper room but by the time the day of Pentecost came and fell half of them had left who's with me following me So now he said, go, they went, they're in the upper room, 120, look at Acts 1 real quick. Go to the book of Acts. We're going to finish in the book of Acts. We're going to run through some scriptures as quick as I can run through them. Somebody's going to hear something they've never heard tonight. Amen? This word is powerful. Let me say one more thing that I pretty much, sir, I asked a few people, when was the last time I talked about this? I couldn't get an exact date, but I knew it wasn't recent, recent, but I might have said this, but I'm going to say it again for somebody who needs to hear it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Has anybody got John, Luke, or any of those open still? Anybody? Okay. How many would just trust me and look later? If you go to the end of Matthew, you go to the end of Mark, you go to the end of Luke, you go to the end of John, it says amen. That means so be it. It's done. You go to Romans, you go to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, you keep going all the way up to the book of Hebrews, every chapter, sorry, every book says amen at the end. Guess what the book of Acts does not say? Does not say amen. Did I say that here? I think I said it a couple weeks ago. It's important. Because it says at the book, end of Acts 28 that Paul would continued preaching and it says at the end, forbidding him not. Which means that that continued. He says he was preaching and he was going and he was doing. How many know ING is consistently moving? It didn't say he preached and he went and he did. And they didn't forbid him. He said forbidding him. Meaning that book of Acts church is open. It never ended. You know why? Because we're the book of Acts. We're supposed to be at least. We're supposed to be the book of Acts church. And that book of Acts church will not say amen till Jesus Christ comes back for his church. Until he comes back and we say amen as we're going up and that would be alright with me if it was tonight. Amen. When we're going up and we're saying amen, then the book of Acts will be done. Amen. And we won't need the power. We won't need the miracles. We won't need the tongues. We won't need prophecy anymore because we'll be gone. Amen. And let the people worry about that after who's going to stay around. I don't care if they want to stay around. I'm not staying around. How many are going in the first load? I'm I'm gone. Amen. If he wants me to stay, I'm going to argue with him. I'm not staying. Acts chapter 1. So how many got that part? Important. Acts continues. Everything in Acts continues. Chapter 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them. This is them now doing what Jesus says. He says, Commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. but look what he says it again. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. Jesus is the final authority. He says, For John, watch this. This is very important. John truly baptized with water. Okay, so water baptism is one thing. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is totally distinct. It's a totally different act. I'm going to show you that, okay? Bind that devil that's in the sound system, amen. Watch this, he baptized the water, but Jesus says these words, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 7, sorry, 8. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? I've realized this. You need to realize this. How many want to see Denton saved, Crumb saved, Corinth saved, Louisville, the world saved? We're not going to do it in our own power, in our own boldness. We need the Holy Spirit. We need some things like that to happen, that happened at at that man's life when he began to speak in tongues and they ran. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last night I was playing, God be the glory at, at 24 Hour Fitness, just getting some exercise. I was ta- I've been talking to this guy and witnessing to him with my life, right, just, just my life, just being godly. And he came up to me and we began to talk for the first time. You know, the opportunity came when we really began to talk. And somehow, I didn't just, I never come out and just say I'm a pastor. Some ha- something happened, I invited him to church, the wording began to move along, where I, I said I'm a pastor, and then he said, that's what it is. He said, I know there's, I've been watching you, there's something about you. He goes, that's what, you're a Christian. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's not me. Amen. You do, you go ahead and do things in your power and watch what you get. But if you rely on the Holy Spirit, you'll be amazed at what God will do. He'll give you the boldness to pray for somebody in the gym and get them healed. Amen. How about we start hearing stories like that every service? Amen. How about we start getting people lining up saying, I got a testimony. I got a testimony. You won't believe what God did this week. Amen. Laura got one. Chris got one. They got one. There's a bunch of them stirring up right now, by the way. Amen. How many say, I'm a miracle waiting to happen? Okay, he says, watch this, verse 8. I'm getting excited about this, sorry. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Why? To look big, look like Superman, Wonder Woman? No, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. The reason we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to witness. So that when we talk to somebody words can go so far words are okay you, you, you can say the right things but man you gotta have the Holy Spirit anointing on it Amen. for something to really change yeah. Amen. words will go so far and some people are good at words but I'd rather depend on the Holy Spirit Amen. how many with me so far? Yeah. Amen. so he says this is why you need it you're gonna get power now watch chapter 2 and I'm gonna show you a few things that are really important I'm going to go through this quick. Verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, then they were all in one accord, in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, watch this, as of fire. And watch this. And one sat upon a few of them. What does it say? Each of them. Okay? Verse 4. And some of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. All. I got that underlined. How many? All. 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 There's no other way to say all. It means everybody. Everybody there was filled with the Holy Spirit. So it wasn't for a few It wasn't for a couple. It wasn't for the evangelists. It wasn't for Peter, James, and John. It was for every one of... How many know there wasn't 120 disciples? Jesus had 12. He had other disciples. I'm talking about the main. It wasn't 12 people that got filled. It was 120. Men and women were filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says all of them were filled. And now we're going to see what happened when they were filled. It says they, they got up and began to do cartwheels. They began to jump onto the ceiling fans and fly around. No, that that that's not what, what happened. What happened was they began to speak. Y'all y'all seeing this with other tongues. As the spirit gave them utterance. How did they know? Are you are you with me? How how did they know? How was that moment different than all the rest of the moments leading up to the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What was different? Fire came, wind blew. But then they could have said, man, did you feel that? Listen, did you feel that? If I go like this, you felt that, right? I say, did you feel that? Yeah, I felt it. How many have felt God before? Right, amen. People, people that are not saved feel God. Yes. Right. But the way they knew... Is God took over, watch this, the most dirty, foul part of the body, the tongue, that James says cannot be tamed. Have you ever wondered? I have. I'm gonna, now I'm going to speak to you as carnal people that you're not, and people that think, why? 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 It sounds so weird. Why do I have to speak? Why? It's why, 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 why? Because your tongue is nasty. So is mine. And I'm not talking about if you did or didn't brush your teeth. I'm talking about it is something that is the Bible that James says. Read it later. Go read James and see that it's so powerful that it's like the rudder on a large ship that controls that whole ship, that little tongue. And he even said, how can you curse with the same tongue you bless? somebody with you need your tongue to be sanctified that's why God chose tongues now real quick Dylan get ready I'm going to have him do this I haven't done this for a while I want you to listen to something when we hear tongues it sounds so weird I could speak Spanish a lot of people speak Spanish in here there's not very many people that speak this just start talking just do whatever not you alikuwa katika katika nafsi alikuwa kama binadamu katika nafsi unajua lakini huwezi kutafuta zawadi ambayo ni inakuja kunene kwa lugha inabidi umtafute Mungu ambayo atakupa kunene kwa lugha amen thank you Dylan. <laughs> That's good <Yeah. laughs> amen interpretation <laughs> miss 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 Anna could- You know why I do that? Did that sound weird? Didn't that sound weird? That's a language. He was speaking a language called Swahili. I could get Christophe to speak, get up and speak French or his native language from Togo. I could get Esther to say some words from Nigeria. All these different tongues. Judy from Kenya. I could speak Spanish. Some could speak your language. Texas. Tex-Mex. Amen. But the reason I do that is because sometimes we're praying in the prayer room and people are speaking in tongues and we are going, man, that's so weird. I don't want that. Why, is Why isn't that weird? There's a, I don't even know how many languages there are. There are a lot of languages around the world. And the only ones that need to understand are the ones that speak that language. No one else needs to understand what you're saying except God. Because when you pray in tongues, you're not praying to anybody else. You're praying to God. And the Bible says with ways that your mind can't even understand. I hope this is helping somebody. Amen, right? Amen. It's not that weird. It's really not that weird. Watch this. I thought about this today. Tower of Babel. well Just listen to this. What did God do to confuse people? They were. They were. Is, I'm just going to throw a little paradox out there. They, they were building something that was against God. And so the the way that He stopped it was He threw tongues on them. They all began to speak different tongues they couldn't understand each other and they could no longer talk to anymore and what i see with that is when you get baptized in the holy spirit confusion comes to the enemy the enemy cannot understand anything you're doing anything you're saying anything you're thinking nobody else knows but god and you hallelujah amen he throws them into confusion and that's what god does when you begin to speak in tongues as a prayer language Now watch, I'm just going to show you a few more things. Still got a few minutes. So tongues is something that's evidence. Here's another thing. Here's another destroyer of the doctrine that it's not for today. Just go right in that same chapter, chapter 2, verse 38. How many of you, most of you have heard me many times, I won't go into it very long, tonight talk about the difference between Peter walking with Jesus and the Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all listening to me? I'm not going to take a lot of time on it. But Jesus, Peter was Jesus, his right-hand man. And he, was, he went so far as to have, you say Peter didn't have boldness. He had carnal boldness. Because when they came to get Jesus, he took a sword out and cut a guy's ear off. So he had a carnal, physical, let's fight boldness, which a lot of people today try to defeat the enemy with. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. Amen? But then that same Peter denies Jesus three times. He needed the Holy Ghost. That's why he went into the upper room. Now Peter, who denied Jesus three times, and not only three times, one to one little girl, probably not, come here, probably not too much bigger than him. I mean, what what could this little dude do to me? Except elbow me right now. Maybe that would work. Amen? Right? He couldn't do nothing to me. Why would Peter be afraid of a little girl when he cut a soldier's ear off? Flesh and spirit. Flesh and spirit. So now Peter's been in the upper room, comes out, they're speaking in tongues. People said they're drunk. He says, hey, we're not drunk. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. If we were drinking, we, we wouldn't be drunk right now. I know that some have been drunk at that hour. He, he did not. He said, this is not what you, this is that so Joel prophesied. Well, watch what 38 says. They began to see something different. And they say, Peter, what in the world do we have to do to have what you have? I can't speak for you, but that is my greatest, and I know a bunch of you do too. That's my greatest desire is that people would come up and say, what is it that you have? What do you have? What do you have? Why? Are you so happy? Why are you so different? That should be our desire. But that desire is not going to happen to the fullest without the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And watch this. Verse 38. So he says, they say, what do we do? He says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Tell me, tell me what kind of baptism that is. Water. Water baptism in the tank. He says, "Be baptized. Be beat, repent. Now watch this, and then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Watch this: For the promise is for just the disciples. Anybody still looking at their Bibles? That's what he says, right? He says the promise is just for the super spiritual. The promise is just for the evangelists. It's just for the 12 disciples. No, he says it's for you. Who's he talking to? He's talking to people at that moment who are getting saved. At that moment. He says it's for you, and that's it. And your children, and that's it. And all who are far off. That would be me and you. We are far away right now from Jerusalem as many as the Lord God will call everybody you know what would happen if the church would preach this the world would get saved but we're trying to build the church of Jesus Christ on manpower on man's words what would happen if the church would get full of the Holy Ghost come on can I show you a couple more things I'm going to try to go fast this is the last few things I've want. i I've, I've already told you everything I want to tell you but I want to show you a couple more times that the sign of evidence you might be here tonight and say man I prayed and I, God, I, I, how, do, how do I know how do I know if I'm, am I filled well I don't know do you, I don't know how do you feel that's what, well, do you feel like you're filled yeah I feel filled man. I, don't know, man I can feel the presence of God that's not, that's not how you know watch chapter 8 Go to chapter 8 real quick. I, I caught this personally just a few weeks ago. This particular thing I'm going to show you. Simon the sorcerer. Can't go into the time of this. world, Worldly man of Satan. He's, he's, he's mightily used in witchcraft, sorcery, all kinds of stuff. Watch this. Verse 14. The apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria... Received the word of God. What word of God? Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And sent Peter and John to them. Just real quick before we read on, get, get this. The gospel's going now. Okay? The gospel's happening. Jesus said, Go. They're going. So it's, it's spreading. And so the, the gospel of Jesus' death and resurrection had gotten to where? Where are they at? In Samaria, In Samaria now. How many know J- Samaria is not Jerusalem? Brian. How many know there's a distance between that? Yeah. How many know they didn't have cars? They had to walk. They had to, glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, all the way to Samaria. And as they're going, they're saying, have you heard of Jesus? Have you heard of Jesus? People are getting saved. People are repenting. People are getting baptized in water. But the gospel of Jesus is spreading faster than the book of Pentecost or the book of Acts, Pentecostal move. And it gets there now. And they say, uh, when they come down for prayer, they says, they prayed that they might receive the Holy Spirit. They were saved already though, right? Right? They just said that the gospel had gotten to them. So the first thing they did, it's funny how this doesn't seem to be important in church today, but the first thing they did was say, let's pray for you to get the Holy Spirit. Are you following me? They pray. And watch. For yet, He had, who's He? Holy Spirit, had not fallen upon none of them. Were they saved? They were saved. Were they filled with the Holy Spirit? No. No. Why? They didn't know about it yet. Because the people were coming with that new new news. And now he says, watch. They'd only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Water. Look at this. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. This is the key. Next verse. And when Simon saw. Underline that. Three-letter word. When Simon saw that through the laying on of hands of the apostles, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Why is this important? Because if being baptized in the Holy Spirit was a feeling, you can't see a feeling. Amen. Feelings aren't visible. I mean, well, they smiled a lot. He saw them as you're going to see in all these other verses, speaking in tongues. He saw a manifestation in their life that showed that they had it. Two more chapters. Go to chapter 10. Now Peter has had his vision. We can, get, we can eat meat. Can you say hallelujah? If you don't like meat, so I feel sorry for you. That's your problem. Do I have any meat eaters in here? Oh, yeah. Meat is good. Yes. Meat is of God. Amen. Cows are not made to be worshipped. Amen. Amen. So Peter has this vision. Rise, kill and eat. Meaning the Gentiles can be saved. Guess what you are? A Gentile. Guess what I am? A Gentile. Guess what we are? Gentiles. Amen. Now the gospel's for us. Now it's not just for the Jews. All that Holy Ghost stuff was for the Jews. Nope, it's for the Gentiles too. Peter gets the vision, comes out of it, and watch this, goes to the house of Cornelius. He begins to preach the gospel to them. And look at verse 43. To him all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Thank God for that. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon. How many times have you seen upon them? All those who heard the word fell right then. And those of the circumcision, the Jewish people who believed were astonished. They're going, these, are, these aren't Jews. Right. As many as came with Peter, watch this, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Everybody. for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. How did they know they were baptized? He heard them speak in tongues. He got it. She got it. He got it. There's the evidence. There it is. There it is. Wow. Were they just looking at them going, they got a big smile? Oh. There's a big smile on their face all of a sudden. It doesn't say, and they got a big smile on their face. It doesn't say that they had goosebumps. It doesn't say that, again, they were doing cartwheels. It says they heard them. Gospels being preached, someone begins this, you got the Holy Ghost. I hear you speaking in tongues. You can't speak in tongues, not genuinely without the Holy Spirit is this good teaching clear last one best of them all save the best for last time's passing probably at least three years at least to write the book of Acts can't write that fast they didn't have printers they're writing the book of Acts now they were in where were we at Samaria Samaria then they go to the house of Cornelius. Now we're going to go to Acts 19 to close. I'm going to have you go ahead and come up on, sweetheart, but don't turn anything up yet. Just in case. Just be up there and be ready and be pretty. That won't be hard. That's my daughter, okay? Has to be talking to the ladies in the church, kissing people. That's my cousin. Make it clear. That's a weird church. Paul is now at Ephesus. Paul. Who's Paul? Not Peter. Now Paul, who was Saul, has been converted. Baptized in the Holy Ghost. And now, check this out. How long would it take you to walk 600 miles? Don't even want to think about it. How, many t- how many would it take six miles? <laughs> right? So... The distance between Jerusalem and Ephesus is 600 miles. Don't turn anything on up there. Careful. Don't mess up my microphone. It's working. Thank Jesus. 600 miles. Are you all with me? Yeah. I'm just trying to keep you animated and alive. That's a long distance. A lot of times passed. This isn't the day of Pentecost. This is now time transpiring, just like us. Distance, cities. It's like my question is, okay, if it died, where did it die? What city did it die in? What time frame did it die in? Where did it die? It didn't. Show me a scripture in the Bible that says it died. And I'll believe it. I've been asking that for 20 years now. No one showed me. Unless you show me something that's not in this book. Now they're at Ephesus. Watch this. This is the best. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth. Not this Corinth. That Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and, watch this, found some disciples. How do we know who disciples are? Those who believe in Jesus Christ. Disciples are disciplined by Jesus. Okay? How many are seeing that? So, again, he's come to a different region and the gospel has gotten there. Jesus has gotten there. Salvation has gotten there. But watch what hasn't gotten there. And watch how important this is. What does Paul say to him? He says, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Stop looking for a second, I want you to get ahead of me. This is important. Must be important. He didn't say, Watch this. He didn't say, Hey guys, how many people you got in your Bible study? How many people you got in the church? Hey, how, how big's the church? Um, how many messages have you preached? He didn't ask anything else. The first thing he asked must have been very important. Y'all are believers, okay? Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? That's the. Are you noticing that? It's the first thing he asks. Hey, how much money's coming in? Hey, is everybody tithing? Hey, there, there's a thousand questions he could have asked. He didn't even ask if they'd been baptized in water. Oh, by the way, I forgot. Skip something. Back in 10, for those who try to do ABC with God, when those people were listening to the message, they got baptized in the Holy Spirit's spoken tongues, then they said, I think we need to get water baptized. Some people say, you can't get filled with the Holy Spirit to you get water baptized. Go and read Acts 10. That, that oh, I got this and I got you just got to be obedient. Open your life up. And drink. Okay, I forgot that. Make that. So it's very important. So important that I think the churches should be preaching this. How come they're not? How come churches are called Pentecostals and we're weird? We're weird because we're preaching this. The I don't see anywhere we all shouldn't be preaching this. Paul saw it so important that he didn't. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Nothing else. Do I can I can I finish this point? Have you been baptized? Have you received the Holy Spirit? That's very important. Watch. Hmm. We have not so much as even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord. That's a lot of churches. I'm not dogging church. I'm not being mean. How many churches don't depend on the Holy Spirit? We haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. We preach Jesus. We preach, and that's all good. Where's the Holy Spirit? So we haven't even heard of it yet. How's a person in the church is all around the world going to get the Holy Ghost if no one preaches on it? These guys, some say, well, if God's going to fall, he's going to fall. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He didn't do it on any of these people I've seen yet, except the Acts 10. They were already hearing the word of God, and there must have been some hunger there. Right? My, my mother and father-in-law were Catholics, got saved reading the Bible, and both got filled with the Holy Ghost at their house. Without anybody telling them about it. But that's rare. It should be preached. Paul says, Have you got it? We haven't even heard of it. Does it exist? Watch this from a finish. Into what then were you baptized? Into John's baptism. What's John's baptism? Repentance of sins, water. Then Paul said, John, sounds like Jesus, indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance. Saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that it is on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Watch this. And Paul laid his hands on them. The Holy Spirit came into them, upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. It is for today, it is for all of us, it is for everyone wants it I can't make you want it I just presented it in the absolute best way I could with the most scriptures I could that you would desire it the difference is you got to want it you have to he says he rewards those who diligently seek him with what the gifts but you can't begin to flow in those gifts till you've got the fullness of God We all need that prayer language. We all need to be able to pray in tongues so that the confusion of the devil comes, so that he doesn't understand, so that when you get to that place that I get to a lot, that I don't know what to pray, when you come to me with a need and I don't have a physical, carnal solution, I pray in tongues. And my spirit connects with God. We need it paul said i wish that all of you would speak in tongues and prophesy now 1 corinthians 14 and all the order and all that's a totally different message it's the order in the church and how things are supposed to happen bow your heads tonight close your eyes